0: This is the Remarkable Business Show on Remarkable.fm. I'm John Moss, and this is episode three. Cyclist, skier, international fugitive, and all-round curious guy. Here's the latest edition of the Remarkable Business Show with your host, John Moss. Okay, let's go. Hey, how are you? Thank you so much for joining me on The Remarkable Business Show today. I'm delighted that we have a spot on guest who is going to give us a great insight into one of the biggest e-commerce platforms in the world, Shopify. My guest is Keir Whittaker, who works with Shopify in the UK on their partnerships team, as well as running a load of other interesting projects as well. Shopify is a remarkable business which has helped transform selling online They are also the sponsor of this episode. Thank you, guys. So what are we going to learn? We're going to be covering the partner program for Shopify, which is for designers and developers. We're going to look at what exactly is Shopify and how it can power your business and make your life easier. The history of Shopify and how many people use it, and that is incredible. Their culture about remote working. The joys of using Zoom on conference calls. We're also going to cover a little bit about Slack and also the focus for Shopify in 2017. It's going to be a great insight into the success of people and brands using Shopify. We also touch on online and point of sale integrations for small businesses. We also talk about Kier's show, the Back to Front show, which is a web industry focused podcast which I'd heartily recommend, the software he likes, and one of his favourite brands. Enjoy our chat. Here's Keir. The Remarkable Business Show. So I'm delighted to welcome the first guest, um, which is a really good friend of mine, or who is a really good friend of mine, um, who known for a good few years, who kindly came and spoke at the HD Live conference uh, a few years ago. We've always kept in touch, and that is Keir Whittaker. So welcome, Keir.
1: Thank you for John.
0: Great to be here. You know, most most It's our pleasure so it's an absolute pleasure for you to be on and uh, looking at your good self right now we've been hooking up our equipment getting all the uh, various technologies working and skype seems to be behaving itself so fingers yeah fingers just clear. about just about <laughs> so um kia tell us um tell me tell us tell the tell the audience a little bit about who you are and where are you speaking from
1: yeah, so I'm um, based in Bath in the the beautiful West Country, as we affectionately refer to it. Um, moved down here um, about n- nearly nine years ago from London um, for work. And we ended up, uh, I think after about six, seven years, we realized we were probably staying. So we ended up uh, buying down here and uh, happily settled and children at school and things like that. But um, yeah, I'm based, um, I guess you'd say a remote worker for Shopify, uh, particularly on the partnerships yep. team. The bulk of my team are based in Ottawa, Canada and uh, a few in Toronto, and um, or colleagues, I should say, based in Toronto and Montreal as well. Um, but yeah, so the team that I work on, Partnerships, is focused on the partner program principally, which is a free program that's designed to help designers, developers, mostly. There are other types of, of partners as well, but for the most part, designers and developers who use Shopify as a platform for their clients. So kind of one person removed from the person selling online, if you
0: like. And just in case someone's listening and thinking, "What's Shopify?" Which I know is is a shocking is shocking theory that someone might not have heard of Shopify. But you never know what what is what is Shopify.
1: Not at all. Yes, most people at the school gates think I work for Spotify, and uh, are often trying to ah. cajole the uh, free uh, free music accounts out of me. Um, so it's a hosted e commerce platform or um, a commerce platform, as we call it now, because um, not only do you have the ability to uh, sell online, but we also have. Um, apps and um, hardware that allows you to sell in person we also provide things like uh, Shopify payments which allows you to take payments and yeah. uh, avoid all that kind of merchant account and gateway mm-hmm. and again that we were all familiar with from a few years ago um but yeah I've started about 10 years ago in Canada and it's got about uh, 325,000 uh, users merchants across the world and I think 150 countries I forget what Wikipedia says is the official count on countries but it's uh somewhere between 150 and 160 I think so it's nearly all of them but uh, um, yeah it's uh, I've been working there for about four or five years now yes yeah, it's, it's been an interesting journey
0: and it's got a great culture from what I read about certainly you know Shopify is always um, very well regarded and people talk around a little bit around you know the culture of the company and the fact that you're a remote worker um, even though they're based in Ottawa but there's you know a, a lot of people based globally but you, you would you agree the culture is good?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think they place a lot of um, emphasis on on the culture and the values that the company sort of um – it is too the bulk of people to be fair are based in one of the sort of three or four big offices in canada now there are a few outposts uh there's one in san francisco and there's what we call gurus the support staff um, for the european sort of market are based in southern ireland as well but i would say probably 80 85 90 percent of the company now is based in an office with the rest sort of spread around but yeah we're kind of lucky i think in this day and age people you know a few years ago weren't uh, working remotely was really difficult you know we didn't have we had things like skype but we didn't have all these kind of conferencing things like zoom which is a great one, which we kind of use. I don't know if you've seen it, but it kind of lines you up as all celebrity squares in the app. And so everyone's got equal billing. And so we often use that now, even if uh, there's 10 people in the office and two people remote. So everyone's got kind of equal billing, which I think is really nice instead of being the big face on on the big screen in the boardroom, you know, and things like Slack, uh, which has replaced email as the uh, time zapper of choice, but (laughs) but preferred method of
0: communication. And, and, And is you find Slack productive?
1: Uh, no, I think it's, um, it, it is a great, uh, comms tool. Um, but now I think, um, you know, we have to fight the inbox and fight Slack, but I, I, I yeah. think it's a necessary, um, I wouldn't say evil. It's a necessary thing these days to, to be able to, to share and, and, and have those conversations. But, um, it does, uh, yeah. it does feel like a, yeah, something that you kind of have to, to find time for, but I think, um, some people are way more disciplined than I am perhaps, but, um, I, I think that's a one of the things have been remote you feel like you need to be kind of available a bit more because people can't necessarily see that you've got your head down and uh but it's very respectful all the you know the people just um you can put do not disturb on and things like that and it's generally uh well respected in time zones and things like that but um but yeah the culture is really important that there's a lot of emphasis on sort of team building and personal growth and things like that so brilliant yes yeah, pretty interesting company
0: that's good to hear and what's what's kind of on your and in uh, Shopify's radar right now? What are sort of the big stuff going on right now, and sort of emphasis going into 2017? So
1: yeah, it's kind of kind of scary to think um, this year's just flown by. Um, I think speaking personally for the team that I work with, we we focus quite heavily on um, sort of education and the community side. So um, that's trying to help people who maybe have come into the the partner program and sort of helping them get up to speed on Shopify as a platform. I say with my my Shopify hat on that it's it's a very friendly yeah. platform to learn and easy to to build with. But um, everyone comes in with different preconceptions and different ideas and different skill levels. So we try and provide um, articles or courses or workshops or a small screencast to try and get people over those initial humps of trying to get together their thinking around how to work with the platform. So we do a lot of that. There's there's a lot of training tools on 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 the horizon as well. Um, But also, how can we sort of bring people working in this space together? So very recently, um, a week ago, in fact, we held the first sort of one day conference for our partner ecosystem in the UK in Bristol. It was great. It was kind of crazy doing it a week after Black Friday, Cyber Monday and in December (laughs) and in Bristol. Um, But there's a method in our madness. I think um, people from 10, uh, maybe 11 countries all told come in from from Europe. So um, Bristol has a very easy to get to international airport. Uh, it's cheaper to host an event there than London. It's, uh, it happens to be 12 miles from where I live, but that clearly wasn't a factor. Um, and um, we found this great uh, event space uh, in the shadows of the SS Great Britain. They built a, a sort of nice conference suite there that was all kind of plug and play. So, so it worked really, really well. And we we had um, some we had a keynote and then four of our uh, partners from the from the from Europe, I should say. Uh, talking about kind of how to make money with apps, how to grow your business. And so it's much more focused on the partner stories because as I'm often um, saying, I think it's very disingenuous for me to tell you how you can succeed with Shopify. I think it's way more genuine for someone who's actually been there, done that, doing it to come and share that, uh, that journey and that knowledge. And thankfully we know a lot of people who are willing to kind of uh, open the kimono as they say in North America and share those secrets and um, you know, data and graphs and money and that kind of thing. And it's, um, I think it serves a few purposes when you when you get together like that it, it opens your mind up to new ideas it gives you a different perspective on how you could go about solving the same problem and it also validates maybe something that you might have been concerned about maybe you're thinking am i doing this the right way these guys are doing it that way maybe i could tweak this i could tweak that but it's good to know i'm kind of on the right trajectory and and just bringing people together those conversations those serendipitous chats and ideas exchanges uh, well as you well know you know you, you've you've hosted many great events yourself and I think it's the sort of coffee track, as my colleague calls it, where you have the best sort of chats of the day and those kind of connections are made. So, yeah, it, it was fantastic. It was really good. And hopefully we'll do a few more around the world over the next 12 months.
0: Brilliant. That's, really, that's good. Good to hear. And uh, you, you mentioned you had some of the, you know, sort of the brands and the people and the businesses that use Shopify. There's some very successful stores, aren't there? Um, you know, without... Breaking confidences, obviously, you know, there's people turning over some very um, uh, respectable amounts of money, aren't there? And, and famous brands.
1: Yeah. Whenever someone says, what brands are on Shopify? My my mind goes instantly blank. Um, the ones I can always come back to are the uh, kind of a lot of the reality stars in the States, the Kardashians, the Jenners, the, the Kanye's. All these people are kind of uh, quite well-known Shopify users. But it's very, very surprising how some things Yes, the brands do really, really well for the most part. Things like Herschel, which I'm sure you're familiar with, another another Shopify one, a book apart, yeah, you know the the, the well-known uh, sort of uh, web educational book series, they're on us as well. It's the ones that take you sort of like, um, wow, really? Um, we used to get this kind of uh, email that was sort of top performing shops, and you'd go in, and it literally, it's a cliche, but it'd be some kind of Acme widget, and their their the site looked. Um, not the best, yeah. Uh, but they they were turning over millions, and they'd literally been online for like three months, and you're just like, wow, this is incredible.
0: It's some great stories, great stories, and it doesn't need to be a, a global brand either. I think that's a, sort of the emphasis. Important, you know, it come you can set up super easily for you know low monthly amounts, and you're up and running, you know, very very quickly, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I, I think as well. Obviously, we think about the online side, but one of the things we mentioned at the um, the event we did at day with Shopify last week was. People are using point of sale POS, yeah. um, and um, there's a guy called Zach who runs sort of digital transformation at Bristol Museum Group. He's doing some amazing stuff. He's literally he kind of went forged his own path. He's very very forward thinking, and he he basically installed POS into the museum group, which uh, for anyone who's familiar with Bristol um, knows is quite big. But if you're from the out sort of not familiar with the area, you might think it's just a couple of museums. But I think it's like 12, 15, there's plenty. So literally installed POS. We had Shopify payments. They were selling their tickets through it. They were using it in the store. And a lot of the people who were working in the shop had never used an iPad before. And so they were kind of, as they were, Transferring systems, they were taking the barcodes, they were scanning them into POS, so they're kind of loading up their system as they go. Yeah, it now powers all of their their museums, uh, ticketing, and stores, also their donation desk and things like this. And with the sort of uh, chip and pin stuff and the tap, it's uh, it's going great, gun So I think you know it's very easy to talk about the great successes online. I think people are sort of using the technology in ways that you don't always expect. And the, the Bristol Museums group was a, is a great example of that. And um, yeah, I think um really quite inspiring as well. Yeah, that's a great story.
0: So super impressed with the stuff that you're you're doing with with Shopify, and it's great to hear that that's going well, and there's plans for for 2017. But you mentioned earlier, and um, when we were chatting, that you you also do a podcast yourself, and uh, you want to let, let us know a little a little bit of, about yes, that.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Back to Front Show, which um my friend Kieran and I. Kieran Kieran, we're often confused. Yeah, it started it uh I didn't know a long time ago, four, four years ago nearly now. And um just as a bit of a bit of fun really. It was originally the idea was like back back end technology, front end technology, but it's kind of massively deviated <laughs> to two grumpy people based in the West Country moaning about the web industry.
0: That's a great topic.
1: Occasionally discussing uh mostly Kickstarter recently. I think we both uh, Kieran's kind of big um he, he ran a successful campaign a few years ago and um so we're often sort of chatting over the the sort of new things i'm normally buying backpacks or wallets i have cupboards full of them it's a a terrible vice
0: Uh, i've just got a backpack from kickstarter peak design
1: oh you you shouldn't be telling me this john this is not this is not helping me the the habit is good i have it probably get twitchy um yeah. Um, and um, But yeah, it's fun. Hiatus is probably our middle name. We, um, we're we up to, I think, 43, 44, something like that, episodes, um, but over four years. So it's hardly that regular, but it's fun. And um, surprisingly, we still seem to get sort of a thousand downloads a month. Okay. Uh, well, not a month, an episode, I should say. Yeah, we recently just sort of had a bit of fun and create these like, pin badges and stickers and stuff. So we... Instead of having sponsorship, we have um, you can join the, the Back to Front Show Club for seven pounds fifty, and you get a badge and you get a kind of a little um, profile in our feds, devs, rogues gallery.
0: That sounds good. So if people need to want to have a look um fine where do where do we where do we where and listen it's just back to com. brilliant back to com, and then available on all the usual yes it's on itunes and uh,
1: stitcher and other things like that um yeah it's, it's good fun it's, it's a nice medium i used to listen to a lot of podcasts but uh i think i don't know about yourself but i go through phases of really really listening to sort of five or six and really getting into it and then without realizing it taking sort of natural break from them and then um sort of think, oh, I haven't listened to something for ages and kind of get back into it. I, I can't work and listen to podcasts, so it's kind of when I'm walking somewhere that I find them most entertaining. And uh, there's always too much noise in the car to actually sort of pipe them through the, the audio there as well. So it's a uh, tends to be when I'm walking into town or something like that.
0: Very good. Um, and then a couple of other questions, kind of just rounding off our, our little session here. Um, books, I know you're a big fan of books and you, you, I do like that. Uh, yeah. I'm the same. Is there any, any particular book or books that stood out for you in 2016? Any recommendations?
1: Yeah, I um, really upped the sort of novel reading, fiction reading in the last couple of years. But again, the mind went blank when you mentioned that. But I think a couple that stick out for me um, kind of design focused books, actually. The first one was Draplin, Aaron Draplin's book, um, a book about pretty much everything, which is kind of, if you've ever seen him talk, uh, he kind of charts his kind of history and design through his work. He's a very entertaining speaker, co-founder of the Field Notes brand, which I'm sure you are familiar with. And um, yeah, I think you can find the Creative Mornings talk he did in Portland a few years ago, uh, yeah, uh, which is uh, gives you a taste of what he's been up to. It's very, very good. But yeah, he collated it all into a book and uh, it's a really fun read. It's just... Uh, if he's kind of got that kind of utility utilitarian rather graphic design approach he sees it as a job he sees it as like you know helping the, the, the little guys win over the big he's done some really interesting stuff and there's a lot of tall tales and big yarns in there as well but that's really good and the other one i really enjoyed reading this year was i think it's called designing twa and i can give you the link afterwards but it's a book about the Excellent. twa terminal that's now unused at uh, jfk right um i don't know if you've ever seen it if you you come out, I think it's Terminal 5 there, with the jet blue one, you can you can kind of see it. And it's this lovely 50s, modernist, probably not modernist, that era building that was designed, but it was kind of commissioned just before the Jet Age came in. And so all the kind of details are designed for, for planes, but, you know, prop planes. And so they're all, and they didn't really kind of work when the Jet Age came in and the requirements. But it's a beautiful, beautiful building. And it talks about the design process of that.
0: And it's not used now at all.
1: No, it's funny enough, where I live, you can fly to New York via Dublin. It's a really great route, actually, because you can clear immigration. They have the US immigration there, so you land domestically. And I'd been reading the book, and then I suddenly walked out and I hadn't joined the dots and, and realised I was basically stood in front of it. It was like, wow. So there's there's rumours that it will be a hotel or an occasion there's kind of architectural tours of it. but not uh, ever coincided with the visit, unfortunately. But yeah, it's still there. And uh, you can kind of, uh, yeah, if you if you go to JFK... You can can certainly sort of walk around the perimeter of it and see it. It's quite a fascinating building. I have a thing for like airports and planes and kind of the jet age anyway. I think it's a fascinating era of design and technology. But um, yeah, it's a a big kind of hardback book, but it wasn't too expensive. I think it was sort of 20 pounds, but uh, yeah, quite interesting. So those were the two that sprung to mind. Probably many more. That sounds
0: great. And any particular... You know, we're we're on Skype right now. We're both on screen. But software is a big part of our lives uh, in terms of what we use, whether that's, um, you know, for for life or work. Is there anything sprung out of you right now that you're, you're using, you're really happy with, something you've seen, or anything that you just, you know, you just love using?
1: I think uh, Zoom, as I mentioned earlier, has, has been really great uh, for work. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like um, Google Hangouts, but, but it's like a native app. Um, and, uh, you know, you can, there's various different ways that you can configure the screen so you can kind of have everyone on equal footing, as I said, so it's kind of like celebrity squares. That's, that's been really useful, but beyond that, I don't know. I think, um, I, I'm still searching for the ultimate Mac email app. I've tried
0: them all. I'm in a similar boat. What are you using right now? Uh, airmail, I think at the moment. Okay. I think I've tinkered with that and spark and polymail. Yeah. And I always, always go back to Mailplane, which is a, essentially okay. a sort of a, a, a wrapper to um, Google Apps and Gmail. So, yes. I, so I can have all the different accounts I have in, in one window and then sort of you know flick between them kind of on tabs. And that, for me, I've used for many, many years and, and can't seem to get away from, um, which is no bad thing. It's uh, But I, I do like the sort of design polish of things like Airmail. Yeah, it's come a long way.
1: I, I remember trying it when it came out and it was a little bit um, prone to sort of the occasional crash or slowness, but I think it works really, really well now. Funnily enough, I don't use it on um, on the phone, the iOS version. I stick with mail for some reason, which seems to be fine. I'd never got on with it on the Mac. Um, but um, yeah, I'm trying to think pockets. Another thing I use all the time, the pocket extension for sort of bookmarking, which is deceivingly good because you kind of yeah. think, Oh, I really must read that. And then, so you, you send it to pocket and it kind of goes out your head and then you think, Oh, I'll definitely come around to that. And then, you look in and you've kind of bookmarked maybe 50 to 100 articles and you're like, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen.
0: <laughs> but you could, you, I'm sure you just have those afternoons where you've got nothing to do and you can just sit down and have a coffee and read all your pocket stuff. Or oh, I'm guessing, uh, if you're like me, that's quite a rare occurrence.
1: Yeah, I think we both fall into the, the same same boat there.
0: I'm using Instapaper. I've I'm, I'm, I'm used Pocket. I'm a, I'm a big Instapaper fan, which has recently been bought by Pinterest, I think, and gone free. Um, so uh, don't have to. You don't
1: have to even pay now. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Wasn't that bought by um, Beetle BetaWorks a while ago? It
0: was, yeah. Then, now, now
1: purchased p- by
0: Pinterest. That's interesting.
1: Okay, I always find those acquisitions really fascinating because you kind of think, well, what's the angle? You know, where, what what do they?
0: Yeah, don't get rid of it. It's always the thing I think. Don't sunset it. Don't don't get rid of something people love. And talking of things people love, outside of our normal kind of tech space and software, are there any brands, companies that you think, wow, they're, they're doing a great job right now, whether that's branding, marketing, or, or probably product or, or service? Anything in the real world outside of
1: the- IRL? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess the one I always come back to is kind of Monocle, which I guess... For a lot of people, could be a bit marmite, you know, love it or hate it. But I've always been in the in the in the the former camp. Yeah, me too. I think the the attention to detail about how they can span things like magazines and books, publishing, uh, audio, and short films, events, and, and sort of having yeah. followed that for sort of the last ten years, the majority of their output, I I wouldn't buy principally because you know I don't necessarily need a Gold plated coaster for my coffee cup, and most of it I can't afford secondly. But I think just the way that they've kind of built that brand, and you know, it has coffee shops, it has kind of clothing, and you wouldn't necessarily throw all those things in a hat and think it would work. Yeah. Um, but somehow it does, and you buy into that kind of lifestyle. It's, it it's o- it overused, is overused, hugely overused term, but you're kind of buying into that.
0: Um, it's very well. They they sell a very nice lifestyle. Yeah. Don't you, which uh, which we can aspire to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I think the way, the way they've kind of clearly have defied what the sort of the business trajectory, most people are thinking for traditional media publishing, you know, whether it be audio and, and, you know, selling ads or sponsorships for podcasts, which, you know, they call it radio, but effectively it's podcasting and uh, the way that they still work with, with brands throughout their uh, magazine and their sort of smaller supplement things is, is, is really quite interesting. I think. No one's really emulated it as well, or perhaps tried. And yeah, the kind of numbers on their subscriptions—you actually pay more for a subscription than if you buy it in, in the shops, which is is kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, again, you think, well, that's perfectly fine. Of course, yes, I'll just just pay that. You know, I bought some books and they haven't arrived and things like that. Occasionally, This customer service is always yeah. top notch. And yeah, I yeah, agree. It's just uh, it's, it's just very easy to sort of suspend reality and dive into that world for you know half an hour a day.
0: It's a, it's a nice world to be in, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. Well, well listen, Kit, it's been absolutely fantastic catching up with you. Always nice to chat and uh, really appreciate your time and also really appreciate Shopify um, getting involved um, from a sort of the agency partner point of view. So, um, yeah, the partnerships, um, if people would like any more information around um, shopify Um, i'm sure Kia would be very happy to um, potentially help Um, but obviously they have a fantastic website shopify.com and i would encourage you to give it a go
1: yeah just um if you want the more partners if you're a designer or developer just um, slap on slash partners at the end and you'll get all the details about how you can get involved that way as well so yeah thanks for having me john it's been a real pleasure
0: nice to catch up and uh, i'll speak to you very soon thank you again
1: take care all the best cheers
0: this edition is brought to you by Shopify, an e-commerce platform made for you. It was great to chat with Keir. You can follow him on Twitter at Keir Whittaker. You can also find a wealth of information on his bio page on the show site, which you can see at remarkable.fm. The Remarkable Business Show. I think I'm probably doing 80% plus shopping online now for two specific reasons, convenience and, of course, ease of access to interesting brands and products. The vast majority of the items I'm buying are not available in local shops. Some might be in a big city, London for example, but most won't be. That's the beauty of the internet, access to anything, which of course can be rather dangerous. So the quote of the episode. This show's quote is from an extremely interesting guy called Paul Graham. Paul is a programmer, writer and investor. In 1995, he and another guy called Robert Morris started ViaWeb, the first software as a service company. That was actually acquired by Yahoo in 98, where it became the Yahoo Store. And in 2001, he started publishing essays on paulgraham.com. So in 2015, he had 34 million page views. So in 2005, he and Jessica Livingstone, Robert Morris and Trevor Blackwell started a company you may have already heard of, Y Combinator, the very first new type of startup incubator. Since then, Y Combinator has gone on to fund over 1,000 startups, including some you've probably heard of, Dropbox, Airbnb, Stripe and Reddit. You can follow Paul Graham on Twitter at Paul G. So what's his quote? I love this. Relentlessly prune BS. Don't wait to do things that matter and savour the time you have. That's what you do when life is short. I've actually started signing off some of my emails with the words, enjoy today because tomorrow is gone forever. Just think about that for a moment. Every day that we spend doing something that you're not enjoying, it is wasted. It fits very well with Paul's quote. So the bulletin, I've recently sent out the very first bulletin or rather the first proper newsletter in the bulletin and had some great feedback from people. If you haven't signed up, then head on over to theappleofmyeye.com slash newsletter. You pop in your name and email address and you'll immediately get sent my free ebook on tools and tips to make you more productive and happier. It's going to solve everything in your life in an instant. Okay, maybe not, but people seem to like it and they also seem to like the emails. I've had some lovely feedback from people. Xylon, who's a good friend of mine in California, he says, I've thoroughly enjoyed the bulletin. Its contents always add value and I can rely on something in there being relevant to me so thank you, Zylon. I've also had a fantastic quote from my friend Neil. I really enjoy reading John's bulletins, full of super simple and super effective ideas, covering all aspects of work, rest and play, and very easy to apply. John is one of life's great guys, always inspired when we have a coffee in Harry's. Everyone should have a John in their world. Okay, I'm really, really getting warm and blushing here, but I really do appreciate the feedback. Thank you. The first edition of the bulletin covered some fascinating topics. I wrote about Elon Musk and his 2017 TED Talk, plus all about the company he's just set up called The Boring Company. Thieves who also steal warships from the bottom of the sea. That's another article I linked to, which is incredibly interesting. And also a spot-on short film about a guy building an iPhone from scratch in the electronic markets of Shenzhen. That is one film worth watching. Astonishingly good. Also, a link to a great article about a local company, Ren Kitchens, who really are actually a tech company. They're based just over the Humber Bridge in Barton-upon-Humber, and they're actively looking for developers. They have an incredible dev team there. Plus, I talk about a few brands and services I discover and recommend. Justpark.com is one of those, and also a new browser called Brave. So as you can see, there's a load of content for everyone, and I really try and provide value in the bulletin emails. Speaking of new services I've found, there is something I would recommend you have a look at. Being able to schedule calls and meetings online. So, scheduling appointments, especially calls, can be the most incredible waste of time. To and fro, to and fro. No, I can't do it then. What about tomorrow? What about that day? No, I'm having my haircut. You know the drill. I bet you are thinking of precisely this scenario that has happened in the past few days. Horrendous. There are many solutions actually available to you online, though. I've been using one called Schedule Once for a while, which is pretty good. I've just been trying Vite.in, that's V-Y-T, e dot i n for a little while but the one i found this week i know always something new to find is calendly that's c-a-l-e-n-d-l-y dot com this allows you to set up specific call and meeting types super simple to use and importantly looks fantastic they've really thought about the design mobile desktop or tablet it works well check it out calendly.com
1: are you on twitter then follow john at john moss
0: All right. Thank you, as always. Please do let people know about The Remarkable Business Show. Just tell them to head on over to remarkable.fm or search for the show or me on their favourite podcast app, something like Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and of course, Overcast. Look out for the next few episodes. I've got some amazing guests lined up for you. I'd like to thank Shopify and Keir once again for sponsoring the show today. Thank you so much, guys. And make sure you check out shopify.com for all your e-commerce needs. So enjoy life and make every day count. It really is important. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your valuable time. You can follow me at John Moss on Twitter and I'll see you very soon. Don't miss the bulletin newsletter. Head on over to www.theappleofmyeye.com/newsletter and sign up. You get a terrific free ebook too.